Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast, where you can learn how to improve your diet, lose fat, and get fitter in a sustainable and fun way without spending hours in the gym. Here is your host, Darren Kirby. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. This is the number one podcast for men in their 40s who want to improve their health through nutrition and fitness. This is episode 134, and on today's episode, we are going to be discussing male skincare and the importance of sunscreen. Joining me is Chris Gibson. Chris is a sought-after skincare expert and a holistic health coach. Chris is a regular on American TV channels like CBS, NBC, and Fox News. He's also the best-selling author of the acclaimed book, Acne Free in Three Days. I would also like to thank the show's sponsors, Athletic Greens, known as AG1. Their mission at Athletic Greens is to empower people to take ownership of their health. And Athletic Greens brings a comprehensive and convenient daily nutrition to just about everybody. Taking a bunch of pills and capsules is hard on the stomach and hard to keep up with. But Athletic Greens has 75 vitamins, minerals and whole food source superfoods such as probiotics and adaptogens in one convenient daily serving. Their philosophy is to focus on a very small number of products based on what the latest science indicates, which is essential to human health. And listeners of the podcast can get uh, 10% off their first order. So if you just head over to athleticgreens.com forward slash fit to healthier dad, you can get 10% off your first order. Hey, Chris, thanks very much for joining me on the podcast today. How are you? I'm great. My pleasure. Thanks. So um, for people that haven't maybe come across Chris Gibson and how you've gotten to where you're at today, Chris, can you um, yeah, give me a little bit of background and insight on you? Oh, yeah, I'll try to keep it short. <laughs> <laughs> so 35 years worth of stuff crammed into two seconds. Yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, had skin problems when I was really young, wasn't able to get those corrected through medications or doctors. I had really severe cystic acne. So it sort of drove me to find alternatives, Mm -hmm. which meant holistic approaches. And this was in the 80s, no internet. So I spent a lot of time in the library uh, reading and putting things together and then figured out on my own what the issues were Mm. um, and corrected them. And so that really made a, a very passionate interest in me that your body could respond that much to the things that you do. You know, because that wasn't being talked about really in the 80s. Yeah. I mean, you had Jane Fonda and her fitness routine. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you had. So um, there were no um, health food stores. Things like that were kind of uh, voodoo-ish. Yes. Back, and back ends of like clandestine, uh, what do you call it, uh, shopping centers. So yeah. anyway, long story short, I figured it out. And then several years later, I wrote a book about that experience um, not really a book on how to clear mm. up your skin, but just what I went through. Um, and it hit a real nerve uh, when it came out because there was a lot of people that were still struggling with those issues. So I, I kind of blew up, went on television for about five years, actually, toured the country and Canada, mm-hmm. um, talking about 
you know, skincare, holistic approaches to skincare, understanding what's in your products, formulated a couple of skincare lines in there as well. And then I took a break for a little while mm. um, and then started the YouTube channel. Right. And really, I thought, well, if this is still of interest to people and it does well, great. If it doesn't, you know, we'll see. So so I did the first video I did was terrible. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I had done so much live TV and YouTube is so different. Yeah. I mean, YouTube is like this. Yeah. You know, us talking or it's very personal, whereas live television is very truncated. You're there for four minutes and you have to, you know. Yeah. So it took a while for me to get my groove. Um but the first video I did was on sunscreen and the chemicals because they had just been banned uh, in many places, you know, right. um, Australia, yeah, Hawaii, Key West, we're here in Florida. Mm -hmm. So I did a, a little video on that and it did really, really well. So I thought, mm. okay, well, yeah, I still have it. <laughs> <laughs> so to make this even shorter, I'll just take, bring us to today. I started talking about the effects of skincare and anti-aging because I'm about to be 58 in three weeks. Wow. So I've kind of walked my talk since yeah. I was in my late teens and it's really benefited me, health and fitness, yeah. diet, you know, all of those things. And of course, skincare, uh, very, I'm a very disciplined person. Okay. So I try to teach that to folks and help them sort of unravel the skincare conundrum. That's kind of where we're at today. And the channel's yeah. doing really, really well. I think it's going to, 124,000 subscribers now. Yeah. Uh, it's growing really fast. So it's really good. I mean, it's, it's helpful and it keeps, I, I learn something new every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's, it's awesome. And yeah. And the channel is awesome as well. You know, you put a lot of great content out and I think it's, it's a very interesting um, approach really. And what I mean by that is that, you know, you don't, necessarily associate health and fitness with skincare right it's very much a beauty fied type industry right. isn't it and so much as it's a lot of it's talking spoken about for for women and um the younger generation and us old folk it doesn't really get spoken about that much so i think yeah it's very interesting yeah, it's and you know, during one of the things the pandemic gave us, which it didn't give us much, <laughs> was uh, was the ability to have some studies done over the last three years. People were home, so they were able to get people to do these studies and be very yeah. consistent in them. So we have a lot of data coming out. Okay, started last October for health and fitness, wellness, skincare yeah. products, supplementation. What difference do these things really make? Yeah. on humans, you know, not animal right. studies, human studies, yeah. which is yeah. which is nice. So the data that's coming out definitely is showing the correlations that we always knew, mm. but we didn't really have something that was specific to how your biological age, not your chronological age, because yeah. while that's the same for everybody, biological aging is very different. Yeah. Um, genetics plays a role. Your lifestyle choices play a role. Right. Same thing for your skin. Well, they found that um, they did a health got study right. um, that came out and it showed they took some sedentary people through some age ranges mm -hmm. and had them be very consistently active for eight weeks. Right. Change their diet up, make sure that it leaned more to healthy leaves, you know, leafy greens and vegetables, all yeah. the stuff we talk about. Yeah. And what was the difference in their biological age? Well, it was three years difference wow. younger in just eight weeks. That's massive. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a, um, 
That's a big jump. So yeah. you can imagine if you incorporate that stuff, because I like to use the word lean. I don't like diets and no, yeah, I, agree. I yeah. like lean. If you lean towards fitness and you lean towards a better diet, what happens is you see results, you get motivated and you go further. That's how yeah. things usually work for humans. So it's really nice to see that there are some data now to back that stuff up so that if people will really give it, we've always said in the fitness industry, a couple of weeks, you start to notice a difference. Yeah. A month, you really start to notice a difference. 60 to 90 days is when your body really begins to reflect yeah. your fitness routine. Same thing in skincare. It's no different. It takes a long time for collagen to be built and for it to show up right. uh, under the skin. And it, I mean, when we look in the mirror, what we see is old news. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is old news. Yeah. For some of us, it's really old. <laughs> but it's old news. Yeah. And so when those, you know, when all those things you're doing begin to pay off, the skin cells you're creating, the collagen you're creating, the elastin that you're you're mm. improving and healing begin to show up in your skin and it looks a lot better. So yeah. you just have to be patient. But unfortunately, just like weight loss fitness. Yep. Skincare follows that same golden rule of pushing things right to the edge as far as when to expect results. Yeah. Because everybody wants to outsell everybody else. And the way yep. you get yep. people to buy is what? Speed. Yeah. You will see this in speed. Even my own book that I put out 15 years ago was titled Acne Free in Three Days. Yeah. Now that was true. Right. It really did happen. But little did I think or know at the time that the that the speed of that is what really hooked people yeah in the beginning yeah. of the you know what got people to pay attention was oh that's not possible how can right. you do that you know i've been taking well it was possible possible for a lot of people who read the book but it was that i myself did it just not even knowing or on purpose that there's that's a hook in the whole skincare industry about how quickly you can see results I yeah. mean, that's why filters are so popular. Mm. You do a filter on Instagram, <laughs> yeah. you're beautiful. You do a filter on Facebook, you know, one yeah. of the cameras now come with filters. Being a YouTuber and talking about skincare, I have to go through and make sure that all this filtration stuff is off. Yeah, but, right. Because, you know, I don't want to be filtered. You know, the lights are a big enough filter. Mm. So there are, there are videos where I turn the lights down or turn them off and people go, Oh, you look a little bit older than I thought you did. Well, yeah, yeah because yeah, I'm on camera, which is a high definition camera, and I've got lighting. Mm. So, you know, it's going to come on YouTube and look, do it in the dark. You wouldn't yeah. watch it. So it's a real fine line to try to get people to understand nothing wrong with a filter, nothing wrong with looking good. Photographers have been doing filters on people's pictures for years. That's not yeah. new. What's new is personal access to that kind of mm. technology. So we can really make ourselves look different the problem with that is when you got to show up in person are you going to be comfortable with the fact are you going to be able to joke about that if someone brings yeah. it up ah, in your pictures you always look this way and yeah you, yeah. Look, you look human now um, <laughs> yeah that's what filters are for that's one attitude but if it makes you feel less than or self-conscious mm. it's a problem so yeah and i think you know we could go off on a tangent on the whole psychological aspect and i think it applies in every area of life doesn't it and i think oh yeah you know, very briefly humans are wired to take the shortcut and that's why you know attention grabbing titles and things like that work because we're like oh right we can do this 
and get the result now. Yeah. It's like the, the whole Amazon thing, right? I can click and get it click in 24 bait. hours. Clickbait. Yeah, yeah. yeah Amazon like, delivered. What what a thing everybody has to live up to. If you have a business, you <laughs> yeah. got stuff out the door as soon as it hits the, right. hits the yeah. sales page. So. But, uh, but what I wanted to do, Chris, is I just want to kind of step back to your like your journey and the process you went through obviously when you went in the library and you were researching, was there a moment in your research where you were like, huh, I didn't realize this. I didn't realize that what I'm putting in my body has a massive impact on my physical body and how I'm looking. Yeah. The, the information available at the time was um, very sporadic. There weren't a lot of studies. There were some anecdotal things that people mm. talked about. Um, I had to dig pretty far back to even learn about a fast. I had to learn that from someone named Edgar Casey. It's pretty right. famous, uh, if you know who that is, who no. uh, basically went into meditation and gave medical advice, which sounds really wonky, but it yeah. worked for a lot of people. Well, he talked about this fast, and I thought, you know, a food vacation sounds really good. Maybe mm -hmm. if I take all the food out of my diet, I can see what's going on. So I really right. did it just to sort of as a cleanse, because we didn't have cleanses on the market back then either. Yeah. So when I did that and noticed that different, of course, that was words don't teach you. Mm. Life experience teaches you. And then I later on after I had done that and cleared up my skin, I went and got a soda, Coke, Coca-Cola, mm -hmm. um, and drank it and watched my skin begin to turn red as I right. drank it. So right there was the lesson about sugar. So sugar at the time, refined sugar, and the fact that I had been on antibiotics since I was about 12 for right. acne, that was the correlation for me. That was the, the mechanism that was keeping my acne active in my 20s. Right. So once I figured that out and turned off the sugar, which was an easy decision for me, mm. um, I'm wired that way. I know it's not that easy for a lot of people, but it was right. easy for me. Yeah. If I can be clear skinned, it was more important for me to feel good about myself and look good yeah. And not have to deal with all the lotions and potions and stuff. It was easy to clean up my diet. And mm. then, of course, um, looking at fitness, I learned about that. But it was really that the, the, the impact of food in the body and how quickly your body responds to a change in diet was pretty amazing to me. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think, it, I think it is an amazing thing. But I find that. The way that we've evolved in society, even now, people still don't either believe or want to accept the fact that, you know, our diet is fundamental to most of the stuff that goes on with our bodies oh, yeah. and our health, right? And we, we automatically gravitate towards, you know, if we're talking about health and wellness, it's just smashing yourself in the gym. And that is not the answer, oh, right? No, no pain, no big, big myth. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's, and it's that, there we go again with the speed thing. I'm going to get right. in there. And that's why people's resolutions don't last. Yeah. They set themselves up for failure, whether it's to change your diet, lose weight, or to go work out or whatever. They don't start slow. No. They try to get in there and hit it hard. And then they sprain something, bruise something. Um, I had a friend who lost a whole lot of weight. Mm -hmm. It took him two years to lose a whole lot of weight. Dance teacher. Right. Uh, he'll probably see this podcast. And um, did a high kick. Right. But because he had not been working out all that yeah. time, that muscle, that that hamstring was atrophied somewhat and it snapped. Wow. So surgeries, yeah. been in the hospital 22 days, 
great news, not going to recover. Not let did not let that derail him. Of course, hospital food that helps you because you yeah. they don't really give you anything great to eat. Yeah. But but the lesson again, your body needs time to process the changes. Mm. You need time mentally to process the changes and to have it ripple out into your environment because the hardest thing in making a change in your life is that you have people and situations and the life around you that is based on your choices and decisions up to that point. So when you start not bringing home the goodies and you start yeah. eating well and you start going to the gym and you can't maybe go to that dinner party or you stop drinking alcohol or you do whatever, ask a smoker when they try to stop smoking, yeah. they smoke with smoking people. Right. That's their friends because society has made that such a taboo. It's the only place they're comfortable. When they go to give it up, they're not surrounded by people that are supportive. Yeah. It's like trying to give up alcohol and going to the pub every night. Right. Yeah. Very difficult to yeah. do. So yeah. you have to give yourself time and you have to educate people around you that you really want to do this and find that support. And then you have to realize that you're going to wiggle it in to yeah. your life. And eventually your life outside of the house and inside the house will reflect those decisions, but it takes time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and like we said, we, you know, we're not wired for that, but I think so in, in the, in change and changing, you know, what's your view and opinion on the way in which we approach? Cause as we've said, you know, we, we'll just go and smash a gym workout or we'll, we'll completely transform our lives overnight. What's your view and your approach on how people should do that to stay consistent? Yeah, bite-sized pizza. Bite pizzas. <laughs> now it's seven in the morning here. Pizza. I'm talking about health, and I pizza comes out of my mouth. Bite-sized pieces. Right. Small changes that you're going to keep. And I use the example of you go to you decide to do some fitness routine. Let's just mm. say walking for just to keep it simple. Walking or light jogging or whatever. You know. At first, I'm going to do that two days a week because what that's right. going to allow for is that if you can't do it on Wednesday, you got Thursday, Fridays, that you can fit it in there somewhere. What people try to do is go, I'm going to run every day this week. Yeah. Kid gets sick. You got a business meeting. You're late on a Zoom meeting, you know, mm. whatever. And it throws you off. And because it throws you off, you feel like you failed and you just stop. That's what right. people do. They go, well, yeah. I tried it. I can't do it. I can't make that work in my life. Well, no, that's hard to do. Again, when you've got your environment set up to support yeah. you where you are, suddenly doing all these different things is going to be difficult unless you live alone Yeah, you know, or a monk on a mountaintop. You know, maybe <laughs> you can do it that way. But very small, achievable pieces and do them long enough. Make a commitment for 30 days so that mm. you begin to feel and see some of the changes and yeah. then what happens is that motivates most people once they start to feel better and say, well, you know, I lost five pounds doing that. That's, and all I did was walk twice a week yeah. for a mile. You know, I took a walk in the park and I lost yeah. five pounds. That's, I need to do more of this. So it really begins. And then the resolve kicks in and then it doesn't matter. Mm. You know, you start to make time for the workout time for right. the meal. You, when you go to the store, you, you make better choices for yourself and it's easier. It's yeah. just easier. You can put, it's hard to tell people no, but when you got results, yeah, that side of Trump's people, let's go to the bar. Let's go have a part, you know, yeah. nope, I'm, you know, I got to go do this first and then I'll meet you guys later or whatever, but you get resolve and yeah. that's, that's what turns into discipline and then a habit. Yeah. Cause that's where you want to get, you want it to become a sub 
brushing your teeth, subconscious habit, coffee in the morning. You know, you want it to become secondary to you. I would like to say driving a car, but many people make that too secondary. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) true. It's like, ah, you know, and then something. So, but yeah, really, we want to turn it into a habit. Yeah, absolutely. And I think once you start, then start, like you say, you start to see results and results are not just, you know, the actual uh, physical benefits. It's like you say, your skin starts to get better, doesn't yeah, it? You can visually see. Oh yeah. Um, you're getting oxygen, nutrients and blood through yeah. the capillaries to the surface of the skin. You're going to improve your skin. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and so, you know, a lot of people listening to this podcast, Chris are, you know, 35, I even have some guys that are like 70 years old. And generally when we're talking about skincare and men, the two don't generally go together. Right. It's like, I guess some of the younger guys listening to this will have a yeah, skincare. The younger. Yeah. yeah the younger. You right. Know. But, but us oldies that are in their forties and fifties. It's kind of like, we, we left that to, to the female side of, of the population. But mm-hmm. when you start to work with people, that's where you're really experienced, isn't it? In, in kind of working with people from forties, fifties and sixties, that have had perhaps a skincare regime that they believe that application of products externally is going to fix their skin. Where do you start to try and help people understand that that's not always the best place to, 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 to yeah, start? I, I really try to talk about the, be very honest about what ingredients can do, mm-hmm. <laughs> excuse me, what they can deliver to you. Yeah. Um, so that the expectation is there. I'm also very straightforward about when it's time to see a dermatologist and maybe do something deeper, mm. get a lot of sun damage. Some top, topicals will get you so far. Right. Um, I talk about, you know, if you need injectables, some people do, some people need light surgeries. None of that stuff's off the table, but I generally try to get people to understand what to expect. Some people get just enough improvement that they're happy with right. that. Yeah. Some people get no improvement whatsoever. Yeah. Everybody's skin chemistry is different. And that's the other envelope that the skin care industry pushes. They generally try to talk about four skin types, oily, normal, dry, and sensitive. Right. That's what they try to push. Unfortunately, there are nine at least combinations right. of skin mm. where these products don't really work. So right. it becomes very, and that's, you know, I'm starting to believe that's the majority of the population. I used to think that was a smaller amount, but right. maybe it's because of the amount of people I have uh, on the channel watching. But the feeling I get is that most people have some products that work, some that don't. So the issue is throwing money away on something. So I really yeah. try to educate people on what to expect and when yeah. to expect it. Right. And when to say, uncle, that's not working mm. and know that that's okay. Yeah, it may be time to go see the dermatologist and have an assessment. But the yeah. problem with people, most people have in my age group that are in their 50s, did a pretty good job with sunscreen starting in their 30s because it became more aware. There was more yeah. awareness yeah. of wearing it on the face. But they skip right. the neck, they skip the chest, they skip the arms, the hands, the yeah. ears. So they've got this face that mm. looks about... 10 to 15 years younger than the rest of them. So I spent a lot of time talking about sagging neck issues, crepey skin issues, mm. all of that uh, from sun damage. There is a lot you can do. Yeah. Certain topicals can be very helpful. Exfoliation, like skin peels. Skin peels are really a good way to reset the skin. Okay. But it, I almost have to, 
<clears throat> excuse me, till some morning. <laughs> Aller- my allergies are awake today. Right. Um, the approach just has to be personalized. So a person has to take a bit of responsibility to figure yeah. out what works for them and mm. what they're happy with and not happy with. Um, and I do answer a lot of that. I have a blog that's an interactive blog. We spent a lot of time on that piece of it there yeah. on YouTube. It's really, here's the information. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, so I try to educate people on ingredients. Not everybody can tolerate retinol. Not yeah. everybody can tolerate AHAs like glycolic acid. Well, it just depends on your skin sensitivities. Mm. Um, you know, fruit acids, if you're allergic to fruits can be a problem. So yeah. it's, you know, fragrance can be an issue. Alcohol and products. If you have dry skin, you don't want products that have alcohol in them. Yeah. Dry. So that's a lot to, yeah. it's, it's a lot. So I call it the skincare conundrum. Right. Uh, and that's what people usually uh, come to me for. So yeah. Like, yeah. Not- which is fine. I get it. Cause some days I'm like, what, you know, I'll read an advertisement, <laughs> yeah. you know, and because I look at skincare stuff and I review brands, yeah. uh, major brands, um, my feed on Facebook and anywhere online is full of ads for skincare. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, so I'm scrolling. So if you're, I, I realize if you're a consumer and you're, you're looking for some sort of moisturizer, for instance, your feed is suddenly going to be full of all these, I call them internet skincare. Yeah. And nothing, again, it all is ingredients. It really doesn't matter the brand or the price. Yeah. It's the ingredient and the formulation and what you're trying to apply it to. That's really all that matters. But it's overwhelming. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Some of the promises, I'm like, I'll be doing scrolling and I go, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. So I have yeah. actually been collecting these. Okay. And I'm going to be doing a video called Busting Internet Skincare Myths, something okay. like that, where I'm going to take these guys. Uh, at face value, what their ad is, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to dissect: is that true or not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to look really at good. their ingredients. You know, some of them, mm, yeah, some of them are flat out like that's not going to happen. Yeah, you're not going to use that product and look ten years younger. That's yeah, just yeah. not going to makeup. <laughs> yeah. I'll send you to Wayne Goss because you know he's a great makeup YouTuber and he can show you how to cover anything. Yeah. So yeah, if you want instant results, a filter or makeup, that's one thing, but yeah. skincare products take time. Yeah, absolutely. But with regards to the, the sun creams that you mentioned there and the banning of sun creams, can you explain exactly what the issue is with sun creams and what, if any, the alternatives are to, to sure. sun creams? Yeah, that's a lot of confusion. So there are two issues with chemical sunscreens. Yeah. The first issue with some of the chemicals in sunscreens like octanoxate, oxybenzone, avobenzone, mm-hmm. is that when we wear them into the ocean, they don't break down because they're designed not to break down in sunlight. So they right. become a problem for marine life. Right. Uh, so they attack our coral reefs. You know, they, you know, they do a lot of things, uh, you know, the, ecosystem of the ocean especially close to the surface is based on the amount of light creates plankton i could we could spend hours on how that whole cycle works and it gets thrown off if enough humans go in there with enough of that chemical or it's washed down the drains it becomes a problem so that's the first issue so that's why you saw the bands on sunscreen right in places like hawaii you know places with coral reefs uh and shallow waters and a lot Mm -hmm. of marine life banned those yeah um and I'll get to alternatives in a moment. Some of those same chemicals that I just mentioned mm. 
are a problem in some humans in that they can be absorbed into the bloodstream. And for some folks, they can alter hormonal balances, especially younger children and teens. Yeah. So that's the other issue. Yeah. So my take is there are two things uh, you can do. You can switch to zinc sunscreens, which have come a long way just in the last two years. People didn't like them. They were greasy. They sat on your skin, which is how they work. Mm. They sit on the outside of the skin, block the sun. Um, and they gave your skin kind of a white cast, yep. kind of a, you kind of look like Casper, yeah. uh, the coast. So there've been a lot of, a lot of work on the part of the skincare industry. This is a positive thing to mm. try to bring these formulas up and make them work well for people of yeah. all skin types and colors, because of course, the darker you are, the whiter that stuff looks. Mm. So they've got them where they're tinted. They've got, um, where they've got non-nano and nano, which just is particle size, right. which helps the product absorb a little better mm-hmm. in the skin so that it doesn't, it sits on the surface, but it it, it goes in more like a lotion. Yeah. Um, you've got the children's formulations of both chemical and mineral that work well for a lot of people. So if you're a person who's had issues with stinging or burning or sensitivity yeah. or getting it in your eyes, sometimes the children's version of your sunscreen, whichever you're using, chemical or zinc uh or titanium dioxide will work better for you just because yeah. it's a lighter formulation designed for children who like put their fingers in their eyes yeah so there's that then there are the hybrids okay and a hybrid sunscreen is where they take a mineral sunscreen it's about 75 percent mineral mm-hmm. and it's about seven percent octanoxate now octanoxate is not a chemical that's a problem in human bloodstream any of that stuff where octanoxate's a problem is in the ocean. So right. you can wear your hybrids. There's some dermatology has some really good ones. They're tinted. Elta and yeah. D, I talk about them a lot. Um, and I'll talk about the whole lawsuit and benzene thing in just a second on top of that. Um, but what we'll ask you to do and what you, you'll be asked to do is not wear the hybrid in the ocean. Okay. Does that make sense? So it's a good it's a good choice mm. for a lot of people because it works like a chemical sunscreen. Yeah, but it is mineral based. Right now, the issue that came out this last summer, last year, was a manufacturing lab that produced sunscreen for several of these major brands: Neutrogena, LMD. Oh, yeah. there's a bunch of them. Uh, Banana Boat allowed some benzene to be left into the formulation or get in the formulation. So they had to recall a bunch of sunscreen that has nothing to do with those chemicals that we were talking about that are the basis for chemical sunscreens. This is a chemical that doesn't belong in anything. Yeah. Period. Right. So it was a real problem. And they traced it back to the manufacturing company in the lab. So those products were pulled. The products that are on the market now are fine. Uh, But there's a lot of confusion out there. I get the question all the time. Mm. So benzene sort of got lumped into the others with the others benzene is something you should never ever 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 see in a product you're putting on your skin or something you're eating right it should not be there it's a carcinogenic uh chemical that was used as a preservative that they don't use anymore so that was a one-off type situation but not a good time because we had the whole (coughs) excuse me we had the whole korean skincare yeah. Uh, fraud thing where the skincare level of SPF in their products did not, when tested, match what the label said. So you thought right. you were buying a 50 and you were getting a 30. Wow. Which 30 okay. is still more than yeah. enough. 
Yeah. But there was that whole thing. So last year was not a good year for sunscreen. <laughs> it was, it was like, I had to do two different videos just yeah. on those two subjects. So hopefully as we move through this year, things will be a little bit clearer for mm. people. There are a lot more options, which doesn't always make it easier. But if you're a person who is on the fence, try the hybrids. Yeah. They're better for you and they're better for the environment uh, if you have trouble with zinc. But they're coming up. They're coming out with newer and newer ways to do. Uh, I think it's Versed. Right. One of them can't. No, it's Basque. Versed came out with the retinol body lotion, which is great. Basque, B A S K, is the one that came out with a new formulation of zinc oxide sunscreen that people just love. They said it goes on right. like a lotion. You don't, it just feels like the chemical, it doesn't look bad. It's not sticky. Yeah. You know, chemical sunscreens tend to absorb better. And yeah. in the past, zinc was sticky. That was the other right. thing. You felt right. it if you felt yeah. greasy and sticky. So yeah. big improvements coming in the in those areas. And the point I make on the channel all the time is just wear sunscreen, please. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah. I don't care how old you are, start wearing it. It will yeah. do your skin a big favor. You will get some anti-aging rollback on your skin just from protecting it from the sun. Yeah, absolutely. And I, to be honest, Chris, I didn't, I wasn't aware around the environmental impacts, you know, um, of, of what you've just mentioned. So I think that's very, very interesting that often we apply sunscreen for the reasons that you've just highlighted to protect ourselves from the skin and UV, but actually how many of us actually realize the detrimental benefits that a bit of sunscreen, chemical sunscreen has on our oceans. And I don't think oh, yeah. many people realize that. So that's super, super interesting. But for, for guys that are listening to this, Chris, uh, you know, are perhaps looking in the mirror and, and feeling like they are um, aging a little bit, what would you say are some of the, the protocols and things that we can start implementing into our daily routine uh, sure. to improve things? Yeah, for my, for the, for my guys, and I, I have about 50-50, on yeah. the channel and in the blog i have a whole section just for men's skincare the first thing we just talked about sunscreen so i won't harp yeah. on that anymore start using sunscreen you need especially guys the neck and the ears can't skin cancers happen right on the nose i mean you look at your face the brow the nose the cheekbones the ears and the neck that is the primary area so i don't care all jars sunscreen yeah. the next thing to do is to make sure you're using some sort of retinol moisturizer at night okay. um, and start with an over-the-counter drugstore brand that's that's a light formulation a CeraVe an Olay whatever yeah. Neutrogena uh, start using that every other night for two weeks and then every night the reason for that is is that retinol all the way up to tretinoin which is the prescription version of a retinoid mm -hmm. is the only topical we have that actually can help skin repair itself at the deeper level so what it right. does is it speeds up cellular turnover, which is going to make you look better, mm -hmm. less lines and wrinkles, less crinkling. It's going to make the men usually have a texture problem. Right. So on top of the wrinkles, and we don't get as many wrinkles as the ladies do, mm -hmm. so our collagen layer is much thicker, but right. we get textured skin. So we want to get that off. So the retinol helps begin to speed up the cellular mm -hmm. turnover. Then using a vitamin C serum, super important every morning. They don't have to spend a lot of money on it. Just a vitamin C serum, L-ascorbic yeah. acid. If you can find one with, with ferulic acid, mm -hmm. again, dermatology has a really good one. I think it's about 30 bucks. Yeah. It will really, after 60 days, it will have completely change the texture of your skin. Right. 
you know, and then you can move up to exfoliation techniques. Uh, yeah. I don't like scrubs, but there are peels and things you can do mm. to sort of reset the skin. But for guys, usually the issue is that textured, thickened, yeah. hard skin on the surface. It's going to keep anything else from working. And then, of course, a light moisturizer for guys, oil-free. I always recommend Neutrogena's right. Hydro Boost for extra dry skin, oil-free, fragrance-free. There are a lot of them out there. These are just yeah. ones that I like. Yeah. Um, that will help you. So moisture content, making sure we don't have moisture loss, sunscreen, and exfoliation with that vitamin C serum as an antioxidant. And then of course the retinol at night yeah. to speed that cellular turnover. You take a take a picture when you start, a selfie, take one at 30 days, one at 60 days, and look at the difference in your right. skin. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, that's really, again, comes back to what we said about the fitness stuff earlier, right? It's simple, basic but very uh, effective information that, uh, and, and ways that we can approach it. But then in terms of, you know, diet and things like that, then Chris, you know, cause obviously what we put and our body reflects, you know, on, on external, what would you say particularly for men around dietary stuff that affects skin? What, what kind of areas can we, can we look at there? Well, men tend to be more deficient in minerals. Um, right. You know, we hear about men taking zinc and magnesium. So it's really great to lean into a diet that at least contains a meal that is centered around salad, leafy greens, spinach, yep. uh, kale. I hate kale. So I, I hear the people <laughs> go, ah. Uh, you put enough, you can make a, a vinaigrette and put on it. You can, it, if you chop it up and put it in there, <laughs> yeah. it's not as bitter. Yeah, uh, I don't like it either. But, you know, substituting that sort of stuff, fresh fruits, strawberries, berries, very important for men, red, mm. red, red, mm -hmm. because the beta carotene in red vegetables is very good for the prostate gland, very good, okay. for, the, very good for circulation, mm. uh, both male, men and women. I talk a lot about vitamin K2 plus D3, yeah. because in women, it's extremely helpful for osteoporosis and getting yeah. calcium where it's supposed to be in men, it keeps the calcium plaques from forming in your arteries. Right. So very helpful, hard to get that from food. You pretty much have to do a supplement if you're on any kind of medication though. Yeah. You gotta talk to your doctor first because K2 does help blood coagulate. Okay. So if you're on a blood thinner, you don't wanna go run, start popping those. Yeah. Um, you gotta talk to your doctor first. Yeah. Uh, and those right there, leaning into that healthier diet, watching your portions and your calories. Right. For guys, and it's me included. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when we're younger, we could eat anything. <laughs> yeah. So we grow up eating everything and anything. Yeah. You know, I I recently, well, as you get older, let me, I'm, let me backtrack a little bit. Try to cut your portions back. Mm -hmm. If you're overweight, start with cutting portions of food. Right. Eat you know, cut them in half. I love Dolly Parton's thing when she started to, when she lost weight, she still does this today. She had a plate of food. So angel on the right side, angel on the left side, I'm going to eat what's left in the middle. Right. She had to teach herself portion control. Cause especially here in America, man, yeah, they bring you it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. You know, three days to me, it's three days worth of food. So I split a lot of meals with friends when I go out. Right. You know, that's another thing. Guys tend to eat out a lot more than women do. And so it's important to know what you're ordering, what's in yeah. it. Um, and then for sure, you know, looking at meats, keeping them lean, that deck right. of card size, you know, again, yeah. portion is such a big thing for me. I tried to have a, and I'm not saying don't go have a hamburger because I tried no. to have one not too long ago. We were 
on the road for something. Like, you know what? I'm going to have one. I've had one in a long time. I couldn't eat the whole thing. Right. I used to, I could down two of those. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, once you get used to the smaller amounts of food, it's better. It's better for your digestion as we get older, mm-hmm. our digestion's slower. So if you're having heartburn issues, I do intermittent fasting. Yes. That's my thing. Yeah. I love right. it. Yeah. I don't eat until noon or one. I stop eating at four or five and my body's used to that now. So I keeps the weight off me and mm. I can eat pretty much anything I want. Although I still eat healthy. Yeah. Uh, calorie wise, I can eat anything I want in that window of time. As long as I keep it under 2000 calories and I don't put any extra weight on. Plus mm. I work out, but, but for diet, yeah, it really is important to get those minerals in there to go back to your original question. So, you know, lots of leafy greens, spinach, you know, and those red vegetables, red bell peppers, carrots, yeah. tomatoes, tomatoes, tomatoes. Yeah. Uh, really, really good for the guys. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I totally agree. I think um, you hear this um, phrase used a lot, which is eating the rainbow, right? Making sure that yeah. you've got a colorful rainbow plate. Diet. Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, I think it's super, super important. And, you know, it sounds basic, right? But portion sizes is so key. You know, it is, we do overeat, even in the UK, we, our plates of food are just crazy. You guys didn't used to, we did that to you. (laughs) I was there in the eighties before all the McDonald's and stuff and all that stuff happened. And and I had, you know, the, the local food and it was good and it was portions were appropriate. Until I went to Ireland. Right. <laughs> They're ahead of Americans with the breakfast. Good grief. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, yeah, you're you know, it, it's everywhere because it's we're a society now of convenience. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, there's a lot of pluses to that. We get a lot of things <laughs> done, uh, but the negatives are sometimes we don't think about how much we're eating or what's calorie contents in it, mm. um, you know, and that it's okay if that's the way they serve it. You yeah. don't have to eat it all. Our parents said, yep. like, there are starving children. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you need to eat the whole thing. No, Absolutely. Thing. Yeah. And I think for a lot of us at this age, it is that, isn't it? It's our upbringing. It's like you don't leave anything on your yes. plate, you know? Yeah, all our World War II parents, yeah. <laughs> the Depression era parents, you got to eat everything. Yeah, you know? exactly. My, you know, my mom kept a, kept a pantry full of stuff. I had to go through and throw things out. I'm like, why is all this in here? You're never going to eat all of this. Yeah. Oh, I need to have it. I have yeah, to have exactly. It on right? hand. I'm like going, no, you, know, you can just go to the store when you need it that week. Exactly. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, Chris. So I think what would you be your five kind of top tips and specific, specifically for guys that, you know, around fitness, around diet, around skincare, what would be your five top tips that people sure. could take away? Well, we'll take sunscreen out because I've already yeah. beat that horse, right? Yeah. So you guys know that's one of the number ones. The other is movement. If you're not right. moving, you need to move. Men need yeah. to move. You need to walk. You need to garden. You need to golf. I don't care. Play tennis. Yeah. Swim is really good. Mm. Um, you don't need to kill it. Yeah. You know, 20 minutes a day or, you know, an hour every other day, three, yeah. you know, three days a week. Get moving. If you're not moving, that's so important. Yeah. Diet, which we talked about leaning into that healthier diet and portion control, big deal. You know, put the bread down, <laughs> uh, keep the beers down, yeah. you know, alcohol. If you smoke and drink a lot and you're over 40, you really have to start considering. And it's, it's a, that's a difficult one for a lot of people yeah. that tolerate alcohol. Well, there are a lot of people, you know, we don't talk about this because it's tab yeah. everywhere, but there are a lot of people, most of society 
unfortunately, or fortunately, however you want to look, tolerate alcohol very well. Yeah. You know, we see the subsection of people that that drink way too much and that really ruins their health. But over time, it's good to try to cut back on alcohol to a very, you know, almost a study just came out and said, no alcohol is good for you. But I have relatives that live to be a hundred that drank. So yeah, right. But see what you, how you feel. Mm. That's the big thing. So if you drink every day, try cutting it down to two days a week or three, yeah. and, and judge the, how you feel. Are you sleeping? That's where alcohol really interferes in men. It's yeah. their sleep patterns at night are mm-hmm. off. And that accumulates that, that if you've got that tired, foggy feeling and you have alcohol as part of your regimen, I'll call yeah. it that part of your life, you might want to look at cutting that back. My dad tells a famous story. I didn't give alcohol up. It gave me up. Yeah. It's like, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't do it anymore. I just felt terrible. And I yeah. couldn't, so he gave, he gave up all his alcohol in his fifties. Right. So, um, you know, I'm not saying don't be social or any of that stuff. Social yeah. interaction is very important. I'm just saying, right. look at what you do, take it out, take a vacation from it and see how you feel. Mm. There's your answer. Yeah. Um, I think that was four, right? So we need yeah. five, mm, five. That's how much we just gave. <laughs> yeah. What would be the fifth thing? Well, I will tell you what the fifth thing is um, that I think is very important to me. And that is timeouts, mindfulness, right. napping, yes. meditation, just shutting it all off. You know, most of yeah. us in our 50s are still working our heinies off. Yeah. And if I'm like my father, I, he's 84 and still has a job. He doesn't right. need a job. I will always be working. So if you're one of those that, that are, I think we've covered if you're mm. kind of retired and have yeah. a lot of time, what you can do. But if you're not and you're busy, that timeout is super important that you yeah. take that every day and just shut it all off. You don't not try to fix stuff. Meditation is not to fix something, no. not to contemplate something. Medi- that's contemplating. Meditation is to focus on something, a fan, some music, yeah. a candle, I don't care, um, and just zone out Yeah, for 15 to 20 minutes, 30 max is all you really need. If you can do that every day, there are there are just gobs of data on what that does for people. Yeah. Yeah. That timeout. What that that nap that we were forced to take. Yes. <laughs> when we were younger. I hated those things. Yeah. Now I, if you can't meditate, take a nap. Mm. You know, set the set the timer for 30 minutes. Whether you sleep or not, just just stop. And yeah. your body will thank you for your mind, will thank you for it. The clarity that you re- get in return is very, very helpful. And I will give a sixth thing because then I, of course, now that I thought, yeah. if you find you're deficient in something, if you're working with a doctor, even if not, make sure you're supplementing things that you're low on. Right. So um, everybody needs a certain amount of vitamin C. Yeah. If you're not going to get it from citrus, if you're not going to get it from your food, then you need to supplement. Yeah. Yeah. You want to supplement think- things you're deficient on for, yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah, I think that's I think that's great advice because I think the perception is that we should be able to get a lot of our vitamins and minerals from food, and we just can't anymore because of not modern in, farming methods, right? The yeah, way that not, we've, you know, right. Now I was going to say, and not follow what we just said, which is yeah. the portion control. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. So, so there is, I definitely think there's a place in our lives for supplementation, and there's a lot of people that um, are are against it. But I've definitely seen from my own personal point of view, and I test myself, so I know that I get huge benefits from it. So, yeah, definitely agree. And, yeah, meditation, I couldn't agree with you more on that one. It's just 
slowing our minds down, right? We're a hundred mile an hour, social media, life, family, you know, just stop, you know, press that pause button. Um, and like you say, your, your stress levels at least will thank you for it. Oh yeah, so, absolutely. So Chris, for people, um, that want to connect to you, they want to find out more about your content, you know, what's the, ch- what's the YouTube channel? How can they it's, reach out? Yeah. YouTube is easy. If you type in Chris Gibson live or just Chris right. Gibson, I'll come up. The great thing is now you can type in Chris Gibson in an ailment, <laughs> right? <laughs> a skincare question. And I have a video, I have 500 videos. So usually yeah. it'll support that. Um, so if you subscribe and hit the notification bell, all my new material that comes out, you'll know I have a subsequent community. It's a blog. Mm. It like, it's like a blog, but people can talk to each other, direct message each other, direct message me. I do consultations there and I package the content from the channel to make it easier to find sometimes on YouTube. Yeah. You know, when you try to look for something, they throw everything at you, which is fine. They throw (laughs) other people's content because I'm a big believer in different opinions, but you may get sidetracked. Mm. So on the blog, it'll say mature skin. It'll say for the guys, it'll say, you know, acne Mm. or whatever. So I've tried to package the videos over there, the links over there to make them easier to find. So that skin. So fabulous. That's very, Mm. you just type that in Google and it'll come up. Um, And then all my social media is listed on every video's description. It's Chris Gibson friends. I try to make that easy. Yeah. So Chris Gibson friends, on Facebook, Chris Gibson Friends on Instagram and Skin So Fabulous on Instagram. And then I'm on Twitter and I'm on everywhere. Lovely. So, no, that's perfect. I'm not hard, to, I'm not hard to find. <laughs> I really appreciate you getting up so early this morning yeah. uh, and talking to us. Um, I'm sure the listeners will really appreciate it. You've given us some, some great advice um, and highly advised listeners to go and check out your YouTube channel because it is full of great advice and information. Uh, and definitely the blog, if, you, if you're lazy and you just want to get straight to the point, head over to your blog. So, Chris, thanks very much for coming on again today and I'd love to catch up with you in the future. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'd love it. Thanks for listening to the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit subscribe. And I would really appreciate if you could leave a review on iTunes. All the links mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes. And a full transcription is over at fitterhealthierdad.com.